Are you ready to start? Let's put your pants back on. <laughs> what happens in Mayflower stays in Mayflower. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hello, welcome to a special edition of the RC Roundtable. Lee and I are in Mayflower, Arkansas, where we're attending the Small Steps Fly-In uh, for 2018. And do you hear this? Yes, <laughs> that is air conditioning. <laughs> oh dear God, how we we really missed air conditioning this weekend. Here, let me turn it off so it's not so loud. <laughs> oh man, it. <laughs> I don't know, Lee. Uh, I, this is going to be one for the ages. How, how we survived the Small Steps 2018 without melting into a puddle of goo. I know. I, I'm still sweating, and I'm in the hotel room for the past what 30, 45 minutes. And yeah, I'm I'm having to wipe my glasses. It's, it's it was a uh, yeah, it was a sauna. What was it yesterday? It was 94. No, it, felt no, it like said 96 more. feels like 111, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like more than 111. I think they were being uh, kind when he said 111. Or that's what it stopped at their little calculator because it was, it was hot, no wind. So and in theory, it was a good flying day. But when you're in a beating sun, humid, and the humidity level is really high. And it was it was murder. We 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 were were almost about to pass out when we left yesterday. Uh, fortunately, today was a little better. It was this is Saturday now, a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> a little teeny itty bitty better. Terry's holding his fingers about it at, at, at uh, eighth inch apart. Uh, I think there was a little bit of a breeze today. I think helped. Just a little tiny breeze that could, could, would come and go, and it helped. Every little bit we could take was glorious. Uh, and so it was really nice. Uh, flew a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of people showed up. What did they have today? 60 pilots, I think? Sure. Yeah, about 60 pilots. Yeah, so it's a really big event. Uh, first time, I guess, in a long time at this new field. And it was, seemed like a pretty nice field. I was a little disappointed in doing much for control line this year. Maybe because it was a new field, they weren't sure what they were going to do. But uh, the, f the field itself was pretty nice. you got row trees behind you and really big open fields in front of you. People were doing free flight and gliders and a little bit of control line and a few other things. Yeah, Richard and I were doing DLG. Yeah, DLG, you guys out in the field, right in the middle of a, a hay field. Hay field, yeah. So actually it probably wasn't bad because they had just were just cutting it or something, and so that can generate thermal sometimes. Uh, so uh, enough about me, Lee, what's your thoughts? Uh, uh, just turn the air conditioner back on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this was my first small event, and I'm glad I came. And I thanked Fitz for for buddying up and uh, renting a trailer with me, shoving all our planes in there, <laughs> putting, putting a little bit of Cub Blue on several aircraft, <laughs> including Terry's uh, Parallax. Yeah, the planes got shifted around a bit in the trailer. <laughs> Wait, I think the funniest part was uh, I have uh, a Pilatus Porter that I got from Dave Graben's estate. And we put it in one direction, and when we made our first stop, it was 180 degrees facing the other direction. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, I can't imagine what it was going on in back there. And I think we only had very, considering the U-Haul we were using and that we were not even close to the minimum tongue weight <laughs> that they required <laughs> on that trailer, uh, things arrived in fairly good shape. 
Uh, yeah, no, all, all the planes came in flyable condition, so we got there mostly. Yeah. So that begs uh, the question: Have you flown them all? No, I did not uh, fly them all. I did not finish the Thunder and Lightning 049. And <laughs> this is great. I'm going to shoot shoot right to this because <laughs> Terry's going to laugh. So you know, I was monocoding the foam and. Uh, trying to work on it and I, I put all the parts in a bag and had full intentions of, of maybe spending an, uh, an evening at the hotel to do it but I left that bag in the sun yesterday oh you did oh <laughs> and I oh. went to go grab that thing and so many pieces of the foam with the monaco were just completely warped you thought the warping was bad the first time when I was heating it with an iron you should see it now I almost kind of want to just finish it just to see how it's gonna fly is it like <laughs> one of those rich potato chips or something? it, it is it is uh, very wonky yeah <laughs> it's something from Willy Wonka's you know factory <laughs> so Not this quite is right. what five millimeter foam covered with monaco on each side Yes. Yeah. The, baked in the nice, nice Arkansas, 111 degree weather. Yeah. It. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't fly that. I, I flew. I flew almost everything. I think. Did you? Yeah. I, I even flew the the DC three, which was still in the box all day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I did. Your micro DC three. Mm-hmm. Why did I think it was needing repair? As fits. Okay. My needs repair. Oh yeah, we haven't heard that story yet, but save that for later. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, so I have a little bit worse than Lee because I have two planes I wasn't able to fly or didn't fly. One, because the battery has gone missing. It might be in a trailer or it might be at home. I don't know where it is uh, for the, my Elf glider. Uh, it needs a, kind of a specific battery, and I, I can't find it. And uh, my fan trainer, turns out it's got, it looks like it has a speed controller that's uh, failed. And it's really intrusive to replace a speed controller in that plane. That's it, Gary's, right? Gary's fan trainer? No, no, my fan trainer. Oh, Paul. Will, Paul pa- oh, it's Paul's. I'm sorry. Oh, Paul's design, yes. Oh, okay. And I wanted to fly around because he was flying Paul his around. Gary. <laughs> All those <laughs> Peter, names. John, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't able to fly that, but that's only two planes. That I, all the rest I have flown at some point. Some more than others. I was not expecting to be able to fly the Cardinal. With the engine problems I was having, and then Fitz got to experience it firsthand. Yeah, the engine just completely just seizing up, and it wasn't as if it was getting air, and it would just stop. It was odd. And the the crank feels a little odd. It does. It's obvious it's got some wear on it. But we put some of his fuel in, and we changed the plug one more time, and kind of sh- shook the plane into <laughs> submission. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I actually was shaking the plane, and we got several good flights out of it. It did not dead stick once, unlike someone's QT. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? Are, you, are hey. we recording? Wait, it's a QT. Every flight, it's 049. Every flight's a dead stick. <laughs> well, before we start, <laughs> before we start on the QT, because that's a great story. Uh, Terry, do you have any other questions for us that we can answer before we uh, talk about some of our flights and experiences? No, I'm just going to lob some questions out there as you guys tell your story. Okay. Anything so far? Well, I was going to ask haven't... if that's the first nitro plane that you've flown in a while. And you were talking about um, this is your Kyosho Cardinal, right? The old yeah. school guy mm. with a what is it, a fifteen that's on there? Yes, an OS Max fifteen. Okay. When's the last time that specific plane flew? Well, I'm looking in my hangar in my little brain, looking up, you know, looking at the walls and thinking about my hobby shop. I have three glow engines in my workshop, and I and the two that I've flown recently was my father's Sato 45 on a trainer that I have. 
and it's not running well, very well. And I'm trying to remember if I ran that one most recently within the past two or three years, or if it was this Cardinal. So it's about the same time. So again, probably three years that plane's been sitting there idle. And uh, I made, I had to make some repairs on it before small, the rudder had broken off. This is the old style hinge that, you know, it's actually molded into the plastic covering. Mm, okay. So once it starts to tear, you're done. So I've already repaired the elevator uh, surface. So I made a new rudder. Uh, other than that, you know, it's a blow mold ABS plastic <laughs> fuselage. Really not much to do there. And that's it, what you it said about run, your Cessna. Your big Cessna. Huh? Oh, well, that's no, it's that's not built. blow mold. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk about this Cessna to me. <laughs> don't ruin this for me. <laughs> the heat was bad enough. <laughs> um, no, I, I was just very glad to get that back in the air. It flew great. Using Fitz Fuels, uh, well lubrication. <laughs> I don't know how you want to market your Fitz Fuels. Uh, we should have a commercial from Fitz on his, uh, his uh, nitro fuel. But it ran great, so uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that. And... Uh, the last thing I'll touch on was the other plane that I'm glad I got to fly here. It got a lot of nice compliments. Uh, was the uh, JR P38 Speed 400. I had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that they liked seeing that thing fly. And again, I was out racing EDFs you know, during my flybys. <laughs> so, are you launching it yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's easy. Good. But let's talk about the QT. Oh, the QT. The QT was definitely a QT. Uh, highly anticipating coming up here with it because uh, I just finished it, well, just a few days before we came up. And uh, it was a couple of new things with me being a scratch build, uh, my experiences using a laser cutter to do it. And also, it was the first uh, time I've used an 049 with a throttle sleeve on it. So this had all kinds of neat gadgets on it. And I was really anticipating flying this thing. And uh, at first, I was having some engine troubles with it. I, it kind of came and went at the, before I came up. Uh, you know, what was it? Uh, no, it was here. I actually, I think I first ran it here all up with, um, I ran the engine on a test stand at home, but I hadn't ran it in the airplane. So the first thing I had to do was uh, put it on uh, the test stand here at the field and uh, tune it in because I had, had no idea what the throttle settings were. I never used a sleeve, so it's kind of weird. And it turns out the throttle sleeve is not very linear. I had to put a huge curve in the throttle curve because... Uh, you get a little bit of idle, and then as soon as you open it up, it goes like almost full throttle almost instantly. It's kind of a really narrow range in your actual know. throttle. It's really interesting. I, well, my RCB is throttle sleeve. Oh, yeah? It's it's in that plastic bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably warped with everything else that's in that bag. Uh, but, yeah, but it's a, it's a throttle sleeve. And I've, I've only had, side note, I've only had that RC, RC, RCB on an airboat. It's never been in the air. Really? So uh, I was really hoping to fly it, but I think now that I've... I've had that little wake-up call that foam is probably not good in the sun. <laughs> I, I will plan egg. to put the 049 on something better. I mean, I really will look for another plane that I yeah, think should. And, and spend some quality time and, and do that. So back to your QT. Okay, so um, I wanted to give it a test run, so I put it on the bench and uh, started it up, and it actually ran pretty good. It, it would idle pretty good and, and run up and stuff. And It's a screamer. Uh, it's a screamer, yeah. What kind of nitro and, are you uh, running in it? Uh, it's fuel. <laughs> yes, twenty-four percent. Okay. So I think I could figure that's a good mid-range for TD049. Uh, and and I'm um, trying to remember what all this. A lot has happened. I've flown it a whole bunch of times, and I think what happened, uh, it. So I started up and it ran great, 
and uh, gave it a toss, and it flew fantastic. Uh, I had somebody toss it for me, just so I had it all hands on sticks. And I have it on video. Rudder yeah. elevator only? It's rudder elevator, but it was surprisingly responsive. Okay. Uh, with, within the first flight, I was doing loops and rolls with it. That does not surprise purpose. me. <laughs> <laughs> so no ailerons. The, the balance seemed good. Uh, had really good power. I could really actually fly around at uh, partial throttle, and it would just scoot right along. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic to fly. It had really good stall characteristics. Um, easy to fly, easy to see. People were complimenting me on the on the covering job, the, the scheme I picked. I just really I nice. just like people walking by our tent and going, "Hey, is that a QT?" And they'd stop yeah. and they'd talk to him. Yeah, quite a few people were really excited to see a QT out there. Uh, guys had memories of them, and, and uh, it's a, apparently it's a really uh, popular plane, or people really like the looks of it. The, the only thing is, after that first flight, I started having engine troubles. It was not running consistently for some reason. It would run, or I'd have 30-second flights, or maybe a minute flight, or it was seemingly hard to tune. And uh, I, a couple of things I discovered. One is, in the, in the it's going to be hard to describe this, but in the firewall, where in, there's three sides covered where the engine sits. It's sort of on the bottom and the side. Um, I didn't... I asked you for about the drill. I had to drill a hole in the bottom of the uh, cowling, so to speak, to let fuel and residue drain out. It was puddling up inside there and causing an issue with the pressure, with the uh, vent tube. Gotcha. And that was causing problems. That helped a little bit, and I was still having some problems with tuning it. And so I just pulled apart the Venturi and the needle valve assembly, pulled it all apart, blew it out, threw some fuel through it to flush everything out, reassembled it, and that's when it started running better again. So I think something got clogged in the Venturi or something in the, in the needle valve assembly. And once I did that, it seemed to run much better. Uh, I, I had run a really good run with it in the morning after that, and I set it aside, and then I ran it up again in the afternoon. Um, it quit on me early, and then I kind of rishened it up a little bit, and then it ran just fine. So I guess the weather changed, and it uh, caused it to... They're, they're cocks, right? Cocks, they're all temperamental. Uh, um. You're always <laughs> looking to land. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a dragster. You just have to rebuild the engine after every run. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think cock is actually an acronym. It's cantankerous on everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. X is everything. Okay. Or all X the is the variable. X is the variable. <laughs> cantankerous on it all the time. <laughs> so, um, but the last... Um, the couple of flights have been really good. Uh, I can do ROG. I can just set it down on the ground, kind of idle, and then take off the ground. And it's first Cox plane I've ever been able to do that with. It's been it's been a really great project and a lot of fun. I've, I've put in a lot of flights on it. I'll fly some more tomorrow. Okay, so uh, that 049 will idle low enough that the plane won't move. Yes, it will. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah, interesting. So did, so did mine on the airboat. <laughs> <laughs> So the the QD project was a complete success, I think. Uh, you know, slight engine troubles notwithstanding, uh, and it's been a really really fun plane to fly. I can see why it's been it was a popular plane back in the day because it's it's a um, it looks like even with the extra weight of the old gear, it probably fly pretty good uh, with all the lightweight gear I have in it. It just well, you know, and for those of you who might consider building a kit like this, someone who's never had one, it's probably one of the better uh, planes out there. That's running an 049. That if, if the engine quits when you're like constantly awaiting the dead stick, it you landed every one, you nailed every 
yeah, shut up. Yes, mean, it, yeah. it flew very well. There were a couple that the engine quit, and it was like, Dero! <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds. Five seconds. Up yeah. No, the QD so, glides really well. It yeah, does. It, glides it, it's, it does. So that's definitely a, a plus for that. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Tony Accurso, who could not make it to small, but he saw the video I posted of you flying your QT and he said my hero (laughs) (laughs) kudos to kudos to Fitz for flying that I kind of wish I'd gotten my 049 but my my cardinal was uh just uh just as appealing for me so yeah I guess we say at at small you see a lot of cox planes flying around all day there's these things buzzing around and the (laughs) this is great I was telling Fitz earlier said you could I'm so used to an 049 sound, but there's a pitch you can tell when it's like, that's not an 049, that's a, that's a smaller engine. And so I, I was able to start hearing the difference between a 20 or a yeah. 10, you know, because it's just, it's really different. It's like, that's that's weird. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And they fly really, I'm surprised how well they flew, especially the 010s. Yeah. These guys had these little screamer 010s that were just tearing up the uh, skies. Well, Fitz mentioned not, not a place for you control. There were, we, I saw two U-Control events going on. One was on the other side of the field. One was closer oh, to us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. not many people were doing U-Control. But there were a whole bunch of people uh, near the end of the day yesterday flying this invisible Cox airplane. <laughs> I mean, from where, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you, it was from where we were stationed and looking at the U-Control, you could see the guy, you could see the line, but you could not see the actual aircraft. I mean, it yes. was like a block of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, was it was like a little square thing of coroplast. Yeah, and it had to have been a 20, because there's no way it was a 4.9. It was too high pitched to sound. But it was a little twenty. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. It was weird. It was weird to see tiny. them just wandering around, but you could not see the actual. It was literally like half the size of a sheet of paper. This, this, I mean, he had a clever name for it. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, did you get pictures? Uh, yeah, I took a picture of it. Okay, took a still good. picture of it. Uh, I was. It has a name on it, but I can't remember. Uh, it was a really pl- a pun kind of name, and uh, yeah, it was basically a guy flying a line. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. I mean, really tidy. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that we have. I mean, as far as what name a UMX plane you have, Terry. Name a UMX plane. Yeah, something you have right in front of you. Uh, well, I have nothing in front of me because I'm in my office now, but, oh. um, well, there's the Waco that I build, and then there's the smaller, and <laughs> Smaller. <laughs> smaller. <laughs> well, they're all about 20-inch wingspan, 18 to 20 Ta- inches. Oh, did you, did you say you actually purchased the uh, UMX T-28 Trojan, the that's yellow one? R- right, that's the one that I yanked all the guts out of to build this. So, okay, so take, take a hammer and just flatten it, okay? okay? <laughs> so it's yellow. Yep. But it's very thin. That's what they were flying. Okay. <laughs> what about half the wingspan? Yeah, it, was just, it was really interesting. So Yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess, Lee touched on it. That the great thing about this event is all the really interesting things you see that people come up with. Who was the guy that sold Tom that, uh, that C-130? Is that, was it a C-130? The, oh, Hercules? The, the foamy, the little foamy thing? The little, that was a C-17, right? Is that what it the was? little jets? The gray, the little yeah. gray jets. Yeah, those are C seventeen. C seventeens. Yeah, uh, he was. He brought a lot of neat things. He brought that little X wing that y'all. Oh, he had a little X looking thing. I don't know what that was. was like X wing, flying uh, wing. You know, Terry might know. Terry, who is the one that makes that paper airplane? Um, starts with a P. Power up. Power up. Is it? Was it a power it up? X? Been. I don't remember. Does that sound familiar, Terry? Like a, a little X type quad or plane? Um, parrot Damn. maybe. Was it a parrot? 
Oh, maybe it was Parrot. Maybe it was a Parrot. Yeah, it was a Parrot. Oh, this guy had the knees. He had the Pterodactyl. He had that. He brought C-17. C-17? C-17, thank you. <laughs> you would tell him about the C-17 tandem? Yeah, or, uh, well, don't no, talk you. Tell Terry. Here's, okay. a, here's a neat one for you, Terry. So, so our, our, our buddy... <laughs> wait, uh, wait, Tom. 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 <laughs> Just start with Tom. <laughs> it's Tom. <laughs> Terry, you know Tom. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so he's he's been chugging a few. He, yeah, apparently he's he's yeah he had knocked back a few and says, "Hey, we've got these two little C seventeen pusher models. Let's um, shove some carbon rods into the size of each one and make them fly in formation." Okay, that sounds like fun. Uh, oh, it, it was fun, right? <laughs> until it got fifteen feet from me while I was at a pilot station, <laughs> coming right at me. It would, what was it? It would turn. It wouldn't turn right. It would just turn. It go into this left turn and stay there. Wow! Um, it got close to me. I don't care how tough. Top, top, I, I wasn't going to hit you. It's like, man, I was. I saw those things coming at me. Now these things are small. They probably had what a twenty-inch wingspan. Oh, they're I mean, tiny, they're teeny, tiny, foamy. if that much. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of neat when they were flying by themselves. But they said, hey, let's put them in. You know, connect them together so there's like two flying sides by side yeah it was a differential thrust oh okay. yeah and uh um, really key it was really neat oh <laughs> yeah it was a so neat how, thing how would that work because when you yeah differential thrust isn't going to help you if you've got two side by side well well it's tom <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that and it kind of barely worked <laughs> we have photos it, that, it yeah. actually did make a full circle so he, he did, made a full circle thrust. and then yeah. something weird happened and it just went did a nosedive they saw they got out of sync or something and it just but we got a huge kick out of it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. And if it hit anybody, it wouldn't it would just bounce off. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt anybody. But oh, it was just funny. But speaking of Tom and bouncing off. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have more stories for Tom. With Tom. <laughs> you want to tell that one? Oh, well, we could both tell it because we were at different locations. I was DLGing in the big field off to the far west. Hold end. on, oh, hold on. About the, we're not the all as sophisticated as you. DLG uh, discus launch glider. Yes. Thank you, Terry, our, our walking Webster's Dictionary. Th- as hot as it was, can you just set it on the ground and it would the thermals would lift it off? <laughs> you know, I don't want to go too far into detail. I don't want to bore everybody, but there was some sink in the skies. I mean, maybe we were just being blasted. I mean, we were like sitting on a skillet. <laughs> That's where we were at. <laughs> yeah. But everything above us was just dead, dead that, air. Because uh, we were, uh, Richard and I were tossing, and we would get some good lift. And I think I had a, a pretty good one today. But most of the time, it was just dead, dead air. When I watched but the I videos, it looked like there were a lot of birds soaring around, laughing at you. Oh, are <laughs> yeah, they were laughing at us. Oh, Terry. But let's continue. Tom was flying the, the Solent Small, and... He had that sucker. It looked beautiful. We had so this is the, the big four-engine job. Yeah, but it's under a twenty-five. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a big, it was, very lightweight four-engine airplane. Yes, I'm trying to put some scale to like, this. It's probably got four speed four hundred size. Speed four hundred, yeah, but it's, it's got big. A, yeah, six foot wingspan, maybe. Yeah, five or six big. Yeah. Yeah. It's made out of so, toothpicks and helium. Yeah. Well, it gets better. So he's flying that sucker, and he'd, he'd flown it the early. It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And so he'd flown it once, but I'm out DLGing. Fitz, you're, are you videotaping it? Yeah, I was actually videotaping it at the time. Yes. See, it's, just, it's better for you because you have proof. But anyway, I'm, I'm about to toss on a hero, you know, burn. <laughs> and I turn and look, and I remember this guy flying a mini Red Baron behind me. And no, lo- no more, because the Solent tore through it and just left shards of little red Oh, so it was a red bear? It was I'm, a biplane or something? Yeah, it was a little triplane. Okay. Little, I mean, he just completely obliterated this thing. And and the guy's face, I mean, I was watching the guy, he's like, oh. <laughs> and then like three or four people went out there. They were scattering all over the place looking for pieces from that. 
But Tom ran right through it. The guy was in the flight pattern. So I'm blaming the guy who was flying the little foamy. But Tom landed, looked at it, goes, oh, I'm okay. And he took right back <laughs> off. And, and you, we all looked at it. There's not a mark on the, the solo. No, no. I mean, I, he just, it must have just been prop hit and then, you know, everything reaction. <laughs> yeah. But it was actually, I found it quite funny because the solo did so well. Yeah, that, that poor little plane just got turned into confetti. Yeah, you, <laughs> you would think the solo comes out on the losing end of any sort of midair, but how big was this triplane? Uh, it was a UMX. Yeah, it was okay. really small. Really? Yeah, it wasn't very big. But it, it was nothing bigger than, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 18 inch maybe. A deck of cards left yeah. in the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the plane was tight. It was just That's what hard. they were flying, a deck of cards. You <laughs> controlled. That's a great example of what that was. That's what it was, a yellow <laughs> deck of cards, cards. with a, two, a 20, dot 20 on it. All right. But, so Tom, Tom was uh, entertaining, definitely. Uh, for this event, and thanks to Tom and Richard for uh, going to dinner with us last night. Because yeah, oh, that was we had a really good catfish. Good, good catfish. Place. Well, I had I had not catfish shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I had catfish I ordered, which came out like shrimp. Um, you bought seafood in Arkansas. It was actually pretty good. It was really good. Okay, I don't know what they did. May have special seafood here, but it was actually really really good. All right. <laughs> All right. Now I watched one of your videos yesterday, and there was another midair. That happened. We could hear, but couldn't see. So, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah. That was both planes survived that one. I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it looked like you showed both of them landing. Yeah, there was a midair. I can't remember what they were. Some a couple of aerobatic planes or something. And it sounded pretty harsh, but uh, and they were electric. They weren't. Yeah, they were electric. Yeah, but they both were able to land okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, I think that was there was three different sets of midairs. So far, during well, we the saw the one guy he's playing on the ground. He, yeah, I don't know. I think he, he said he lost radio. I don't think um, he had a midair, but I heard okay. there was another midair. Yeah, I heard that too. Was there just a it lot was, of traffic or freak? Yeah, well, kind well, of, sort of. I'm curious what Fitz is going to say. Well, Friday, this all this stuff happened on Friday, and Friday was let's say uncoordinated. On the flight line. Yeah, okay. there was no pattern. Yeah, the pattern was whatever you felt like doing oh. at, at that particular second. So there was no breeze to define the flight pattern. Well, it was always, it was swirling, too. So you, you for a second, you go, okay, it's going this direction. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, it, it just stopped. And so really, it was whoever took off first. You just kind of try to follow that. But there was, you know, I'm not saying there's a lot of 3D stuff, but... There were a couple of close calls. Yeah, there was stuff all over the place. Uh, fortunately, today they actually put down a sign that says the pattern is this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, to, so it may have been that maybe yesterday wasn't the official start of the event. Maybe and they just didn't. Uh, they didn't have the flight line bosses or something. But uh, yeah, it was just basically lo- rule of the jungle, as you say. <laughs> and and the added factor is with the 049s flying because there was a time there was like five flying. You know, you're waiting for that one to quit. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and the landing is happening right away. So it's not like <laughs> yes. after this turn, I'm going to land. It's like landing. <laughs> and so they they would pick whichever direction they were pretty much flying in. There was two guys. Uh, I eventually asked them what they were running. They had a couple these two. They kind of looked like QDs or high wing 049 things, but they'd fly for quite a while. And it's like, what are you guys running for tanks in those? And it was, oh yeah, we're running four ounce tanks in these things with throttles, and and they they form up and just fly around together in formation until it sounded like a twin engine 049 plane flying around but it was two separate planes uh and you know just having a good time just kind of zipping around and keeping <laughs> keeping information and, and here's another i think you you had the same thing with electric but it's it's even funnier i think or or more aware when no 49 stop, stops suddenly versus when it stops in the air oh yeah. you know like when you hear ee, you're looking at the ground 
<laughs> when you hear an ear, you're going, okay, where's he flying? Where's he landing from? But a couple of times we heard the ee, stop, and we're like, oh, who crashed? <laughs> well, that, from my memory, an 049 leans out in the last few seconds before it runs out of gas. Exactly, okay, yeah. So, so when you're when you're sitting there in a chair and you hear a stop, suddenly you're going, okay, something happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, something, something good happened. Where happen. is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there wasn't a lot of carnage. There's some not a lot of neat planes and... Uh, there, who was the, oh the the guy who had the little low wing kind of looked like uh, the blue one the blue and red one um, do you remember this it was really a nice little I mean I got a lot of pictures I'm sorry I don't remember his name but uh, he had the hat on the gloves and he kept he'd fly oh. that thing he'd go twice he'd stop he'd tune it again he'd go fly oh, what are you talking in. about huh? oh o four nine one or 20? yeah it was an o four nine but it had a really high yeah yeah it was a low wing but it had a bunch of dihedral yeah. in it. I can't remember his name but yeah. it, it flew really nice it was a really nice flying plane and I'd see him fly it and he'd come back he'd, he'd land it put it back on the stand he goes no nope, still not right and he'd tweak put a little bit more fuel and tweak it again and it was a, it was a nice little flyer yeah I talked to him with him a bit some interesting people guys uh, we had some guys came from North Carolina and Virginia parts of Arkansas Texas there's some guys from Texas that were doing the free flight Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, and I like I, I got a lot of pictures of their stuff. So those guys, bless their hearts, man. Not only are they dealing with the heat, but those fields were pretty high. Yeah, they had to go out and walk out in the middle of the field and wind up and stuff. Uh, and sadly, I mean, every time I'd watch none of those, I, you caught one good flight, but most of the stuff I'm watching, I mean, their, their free flights weren't doing too well. I saw, yeah, I didn't see the, some very good flights. I saw two good flights. One guy had an SE five that flew really good. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, electric free flight or rubber, but it flew really good. And today, a guy um, lost his. It got in a thermal or something, and it just was gone. It was a little oh, biplane goodness. or something. And I saw a little, kind of a, saw it going up because somebody mentioned it. And it kind of like a proud, sad moment. Yeah, I was oh, like, look hey, at my plane go. It was a good flight, <laughs> and then it's, it turns into a, a dot. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he got it back. Because oh. uh, yeah, the thermal activity was a bit better today. So. Did we mention the heat? <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. Is it, is every 10 minutes, we need to mention how we hot it was. told you how hot it was. God, I, I am going to just address that, guys. This was the hottest event I have ever attended. I was, yes, yeah. I, I'm glad I brought extra towels. I'm glad I brought handkerchiefs. And I'm so glad that I was smart to bring my big five-gallon water cooler. Oh, yeah. That Fitz and I put ice in. And we emptied that <laughs> yesterday. Today, wow. we, we put two gallons in there. But I was constantly pouring water on my handkerchiefs and on my neck because it... <laughs> it was hot. You know how Homer Simpson goes under the squishy machine and just opens it up <laughs> under his mouth? That's us with the water. The <laughs> now, I've been it to was, the Father's Day event at Scobie Field, and that's probably the hottest I've ever been. Would you compare it to being worse than that? It, this is the worst I've ever been in. This is. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I was. We we would. I think that we had a little uh, routine. We ended up just adapting, which was you fly, you sit down for five minutes, you you rinse out your handkerchief <laughs> or your yeah. shirt, you know, and you stay in the shade, and then you may go out and try yeah. to stay in the shadow while you go to the, you know. Mm. other canopies and talk to people you're always staying in the shadows so next no, year had, you, you take a trailer with a little ac window unit and you charge <laughs> five bucks a head yeah. well actually the guy, we were talking to these guys who were doing the uh the food and he goes someone needs to bring in one of those like you know the, the places you go in an airport where you just smoked and i'm sure they don't have anymore because they bring a trailer that's just air conditioned right and they charge oh, yeah, admission yeah. where you go there and cool down <laughs> and then come back out what about the glass trailers it's all glass and air conditioner so oh you can fly gosh. inside of it it was just, it was just awful. And you know, this field had something that I've never seen at another field. They had a mist system 
in there. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a kudos to the club for trying. They had a, 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 a awning kind of thing where. Well, it's they, like yours at your. It was kind of like yours. Yeah, it was like yours. They had like my my field, except they had three fans and a mist system, so you can go in there and get some shade, get blown on, and get some water uh, <laughs> misting on you. So. No, did it help? Uh, <laughs> but you know, it was better than nothing. Yeah, it was better than nothing. Actually, at one point, I went in there and just laid on the table with the fan blowing on me. <laughs> you know, a couple of silly comments from people, but <laughs> yeah, it was like those big fans you see at the football games. That, yeah, you know, that's what they needed. Yeah. Actually, one guy walks up and says, "Here, hold my drink," and puts his drink on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, all the guys there uh, were really, really, really nice people. Really, some really outstanding characters uh, that yeah. run the club and uh, that came in to uh, to to participate in the event. So, uh, just had a good time just chatting with the guys and. And seeing it, it, all the interesting models they bring, and trying to take our mind off the hot heat. Yeah, Jim, the guy who was ne- uh, next to us, an older gentleman, uh, his family showed up. His his son and his uh, grandchildren showed up. Mm. But he told me that this the two things he never misses every year was the Cajun Festival, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And right. small. And where is he from? Oh. I I don't know if he was from New Orleans, but he he liked going to New Orleans. Okay. But and he he had three planes. I think he crashed two before we got there. Oh yeah, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, he had some bad luck. We we showed that on our video on uh, Facebook. But he at least three or four planes he had kind of crashed before we showed up. I didn't. I don't recall seeing him really flying anything when we were there. His kids did or grandkids. Well, you're, you're talking about the kids to your right. Oh, I'm yeah, talking about I'm the sorry. guy to my left. But to left. speaking of which, the the table next to us, they, they had a lot of stuff. They had they a trailer did. just like ours, a five by eight U-Haul, with yeah. shoved with airplanes. They just dumped it on the floor there. I think they actually had twice as many planes as we did. They may have. You guys had they a lot had more a lot room stuff. to shove stuff. It seemed well, that way. Yeah. Well, and it still didn't. <laughs> it was like all that room, and we still painted blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Explain that to me. Um, how does Monaco rub off? The it's color? not Monaco. It's. it's it's, no. it's painted. He painted the Oh, lighter. that's right. Okay, so you had the lighter blue monocoat, and then you painted. So this is from your cup, your electric cup. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it rubbed against a few planes and rubbed oh, off. Okay. Did, you see, did you see the, the cowl on my twin cub? No. The nice blue cowl I have? Oh, no. So <laughs> Fitz's cub just kind of roamed around the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and it left its mark on everything. <laughs> it's like a dog in a new park. <laughs> yeah, he flew that bad boy, too. You had some oh, problem yeah? with the the heat wing warp. Just yeah, a um, box with your cup, <laughs> uh, hovering it over, above the runway. Yeah, uh, yeah. The cup generally flew pretty well, but I did have uh, I think one of the wings got a little bit out of warp because I, I put some artificial uh, washout using um, the monocoat to kind of warp the wings. You know how you heat it up, you, bet, you twist it, heat it up, and leave it, and then you get your washout. Right. Uh, apparently, in one wing tip, the washout kind of got out of washout. I guess probably from the heat. So it would barely turn left. It turned right just great and barely turned left. I had to kick in some rudder. Uh, so I, but I brought my little heat gun with me, so I was able to fix it a little bit. Because okay. uh, I can anticipate that might happen with it. Uh, so uh, one, one thing I was going to ask Fitz, because we kind of touched on it uh, today, is like, what would be your pilot's choice? Pilot's choice? Oh. I mean, just the action of him 
shooting the solent through that plane. Yeah, the solent choice list. event. Yeah, <laughs> the solent. Uh, it, it needs a kill mark on it too. It does. <laughs> try play turn. That or the surfboard too was pretty neat. What? The surfboard. Oh yeah, that, the oh, surfer yeah, dude. That was really cool. Yeah, the surfer dude was really cool. Yeah, I've surfboard. seen those before, but I'm always surprised by how stable they are. I, you would think that the roll axis would have zero stability, but they seem to do really well. I was wondering if he had some artificial stability on it or not. I was kind of thinking that. If you, I don't think it's necessary. Hmm. So those designs have been around for several years, like predating the most of the stabilizers we have now. Hmm. You should ask. Yeah, it's true. Uh, if he's there tomorrow, I'll ask him if he has stabilizer on it. But that flew pretty good. There was a guy who showed up today that had a bunch of uh, Star Trek and Star Wars ships. Yeah, the, the Klingon types. Bird of Prey didn't, yeah. didn't do too well. Actually, it's a D7 battlecruiser. Oh, okay. Excuse <laughs> moi. <laughs> Why don't you t- take this one, Fitz? I still, think, I still think he didn't have the right battery. Yeah, it was. I think it was wholly underpowered or something. Extremely just underpowered. Kinda, just threw it into the ground. But he had a Star Destroyer that flew pretty good. All, Dep- all foam Depron Star Wars Star Destroyer wedge-shaped thing. I couldn't tell. Is it profile or did it have some thickness to it? It had, it had thickness to it, but oh, it was yeah. a lot of it was open structure. It was kind of harder. If, if that diamond, makes sense. Diamond shape. Yeah, okay. it was diamond shape, and it had thickness to it. It wasn't profile. All right. Yeah, I got some. I got some good video. Mm. You you videoed it, right? Yeah, I videoed some. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we 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 spent a lot of time videotaping and taking still photos of a lot of stuff. Okay, your cameras didn't melt. No. <laughs> but if you'd been using an yeah. iPhone, I, th- I think that was hilarious. We're doing the Facebook Live, and then my, I look at my phone, it says temperature warning. <laughs> <laughs> Does that tell you how hot it was? Yeah, it was I think we went, did maybe five minutes, six minutes of video, and just completely got too hot. And your, fog's, your, fo- your, your camera fogged up, too, didn't it? Well, my camera fogged up because in here we have, we have the AC in the, uh, the uh, hotel room cranked to 60 or something. And so my camera gear got really cold. And when we got out there, everything just fogged up because <laughs> it was just <laughs> yeah. too cold. Yeah, it's really humid. Uh, but, no, everything was good. Um, trying to just walk down the flight line. I mean, there's a, yeah. lot, a lot of foamy, a lot of electric foamy. Yeah, a lot of electric foamy. There's a lot of built-up stuff. Um, it's always fun to see what Tom and Richard bring. Yeah, <laughs> they brought a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, Tom brought a little uh, very vegan, that little scratch-built uh, um, rutan design, his first canard that he ever built. Yeah, UMX? No, scratch-built. Okay, but what did he use? Oh, he might have used UMX well, guts. I couldn't it. remember if he said it was a with, it had safe or AS3X. Uh, I don't remember. He even tweaked That's the yet. one he dorked Richard with, right? That's the one he bounced off of Richard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I could have aimed better for <laughs> if I tried to hit him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think Richard turned around and said, what was that? Mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> were big in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Food was good. Yeah, yeah great. Good. Hamburgers. Um, do you want to talk about Paul Wilmberg? We had to visit Paul Wilmberg's house. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Paul Wilmberg... Um, who, if with any luck, we'll actually have on a show sometime in the near future. Uh, he lives here, right in town here. So we, he invited us over to his house, take a look at his workshop. And his, this is a guy who's been modeling for 40 years-ish, a long time. And so we got a chance to look at his uh, house and workshop. It was really neat. Uh, basically, his basement is taken over <laughs> by model airplanes. Come, come to my basement. <laughs> come see the planes that I have. <laughs> it's okay. 
Yeah. It was. It was a basement. You walked. Oh my god! I took a picture. I, I haven't shared. I haven't shared with Terry yet. Wow! And I asked. I asked him first. Can I take a picture of this? He said, "Sure." I was like, "I'm taking a picture of this." <laughs> wow! And, and Tom just sat down, started working on his. Body. Yeah, Tom was working there. He was spray uh, painting something. I think he was working on his radio vacant. As a matter of well, fact, we could have a whole story show on his his just basement his workshop. His. I had a peek into one of his uh, um, cabinets. I guess a. Uh, uh, storage cabinet. Yeah, cabinet, and it's like a virtual history uh, encyclopedia or history book of batteries brushed, and motors. Batteries and, and brushes, motors. Oh he had old God. Aviox motors in there, and, and stuff. he showed me the plane that was hanging above. I forget it was a, it was a kit that was from a model aviation magazine. He scratch built, I think. But on the bottom, there was a heat sink about the half of a playing card. That was protruding out of the bottom oh, to I keep it that. cool. It was an old, old ESC. <laughs> he yeah. goes, "Yeah, you see that? That's the ESC. That's a heatsink." Yes. Wow. So he had a lot vacuum of tubes on there. Vacuum <laughs> Maybe. Tubes. Well, he talked about flying electrics in the seventies, and I'm like, "What's what?" <laughs> right. Well, he he made the comment. He says, "I think I'm the first person to fly an electric plane in Arkansas." Oh yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. Looking at the stuff, and it's, uh, I mean, and I mean respect. But it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's in the basement. <laughs> I mean, plastic models. I mean, he had probably what twenty or twenty unbuilt or unfinished planes that you could see just out the corner of your eye. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just tons he's, of stuff. He's he's a, he's a lifer. Yeah, he is definitely a lifer. And, and teasingly, <laughs> I told, I uh, asked Thomas. And so Thomas is. Are you on his list if something happens to him? Because we, we oh, all yeah, yeah, had yeah. this little discussion: who's on whose list when something happens? You know. So Tom said, "Oh yeah, and he's on my list." <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a oh wow, a yeah. huge undertaking to go through this gentleman's yeah. But, but he's a, he's a really neat guy to talk to. Oh, uh, very. Look, look neat. forward oh. to having him on the show. He's known for uh, designing the 049 powered uh, fan trainer that was in model model airplane news. If I remember correctly, like in the early nineties. Uh, really, really neat design. I built an electric version of it, and it flies great. And he's converted his to electric some years ago. Uh, yeah, I so, remember uh, when I first met him, that was at a DEF event in Dallas. Gosh, probably 1999 or 2000. And he had an electric-powered fan trainer there. Yeah, it's probably the same one. I think he's using the same one that uh, the magazine article was based off of. And I think he just converted it. Whose flew yesterday? Okay. Was that his? Or that was his, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like silver and black. Black, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my fan trainer was out of commission. That's the one that had the bad speed controller in it, and so I, it's it's out of, out of it's, until I get back home and do some surgery on it. Unfortunately, but, I, well, speaking of that, with your other planes that did fly, did the temperature create any issues with heating of your batteries or motors that you wouldn't normally have? No, not for me. How about I don't know about you, Lee? The transmitters were hot. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. your hands were, it was baking. That. I mean, you'd, you'd have your hands on that transmitter, and you probably would, you wouldn't want to fly very long out in that heat. Your yeah. phone shut down. I wonder if transmitters would kind of get wonky, too, if you left them out in the sun. Maybe that DX12 has a warning. It does? Has temperature warning? Uh, so maybe it does. Oh, maybe. <laughs> warning. It no. is hot. You may want to go find some shade. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's hot Enable as it was. Enable module. <laughs> It'll Enable text you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is your transmitter letting you know I am hot. <laughs> uh, so if somebody leaves one flying. in the car, it's okay to break the window? <laughs> I'm saving his DX12. <laughs> Mm, no, a lot of my stuff wasn't that high powered enough to really cook the batteries. Okay, that I could think of. Uh, 
I mean, so, you just wanted to stay out of the sun. I mean, yeah, so it, but, I mean, my, no issues with my, charging or anything like that either. No. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I was, <laughs> the only thing that was freaking me out was like when I would lean over to get to my batteries and I was just dripping sweat on all the electronics. <laughs> I was like, I gotta stop sweating, man. Just short out the charger. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna short out everything. <laughs> uh, but I mean, uh, the the monocote on my P thirty eight speed four hundred was starting to buckle so I had to keep moving it. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, it's just uh, it was hot. Just Did put I it back it in the sun to tighten it. Are we back in the 10 minute marks? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, was hot. so hot. Well, I forgot about the I threw my uh, Spitfire into the ground. Oh, oh yeah. I saw I, the carnage. What happened? Yeah. It was a bad launch. Um, first flight of it since like the last time I flew it some years ago. It and, looks uh, like it, it looks as if it was ready to go. It was it was ready to go. <laughs> it was it was literally held together by the molecules in the fuel. Yeah, it's been <laughs> hard and put up wet. Yes. Very it, it's it's old. It's very old. It's been flown to death. It, it's literally was I, I would have fully expected to come apart in the air due to just the fuel soaked uh, uh balsa in it and stuff. So it was it's not a sorry loss. It it served its duty for king and country. Uh, so uh, um I'll put the engine in something else. I actually got another plane. I might be able to put the engine in, so it's not a big deal. <coughs> you want I me to stop my, uh, on it for you? No. I'm good at it. Okay. Yes, I know you are. Uh, I flew my Thunder and Lightning. Didn't do any night flying, so I didn't fly the other one. The uh, one? My night flyers. You've got several. Which one are you talking about? The John Deere. Okay. Yeah, John Deere. That flew real well. I like that. And no no issues. Uh, yeah, I didn't see any like lipo fires. It just suddenly <laughs> <laughs> got too hot on us. Um, I'm trying to think of the other stuff that flew. I mean, Richard was flying a couple of gliders. He flew that big wing. Yeah, he had a, a V. It's like a big flying V, flying wing. It's got swept back wings. Ah, I forgot He's the also name got of it. telemetry on it. Yes, he has a, a thermalizer thing. Well, not thermalizer, but a. Um, uh, lost my words. Basically, you can tell when it's, he's hitting a thermal, it sends a signal back. And you can hear it. Uh, variometer kind of thing. And uh, they, they, Actually, Tom flew, found some thermals with it. He was mentioning he had a good flight with it. I heard them beeping away yesterday. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just so big. This thing is huge. It is big, yeah. I forgot what it's called, but apparently it's a pretty rare uh, model out of Europe. Uh, uh, Richard was telling me about it some time ago, but I forgot what it was called. Uh, so German design. What was the one we talked about at dinner last night? I didn't see it fly. I don't know if you flew it today, but Richard has the one that is, was built to do um, ground effect flying. Oh, the wig, the chronoplane. He has one, uh, a, a, a chronoplane wig, which is wing and ground effect. So these are designed just to fly uh, a few inches off the ground. And he has one made out of Depron, I guess, or Depron-like material. And I didn't see it fly either. I was hoping he'd try to, well, they don't really fly so to speak but <laughs> i'm sure he added power around. to make it fly yeah you can if you go fast enough so uh, it was on the ground it looked pretty neat but uh, i didn't see it he said it was based off of some plans or something that somebody had on rc groups Wait, there were rockets i forgot we had yeah we had some rocket launches the guy and his son were launching quite a few rockets at one point okay. uh, normally uh, some other guys bring rockets but since the, this was a new field quote unquote they were a little hesitant to really bring a lot of extra stuff and rockets. I was hoping Tom was going to bring some rocket gliders, but he didn't. No, he said next time he will, but this time. He said this is like the first time he hasn't brought rocket gliders. And usually he has a rocket RC gliders that he'll, he'll launch and fly around and stuff, some neat yeah, stuff. What was, it, what was the thing he said? He 
he found the speed of foam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he discovered the speed of foam. Yeah, we were talking. And surpassed it <laughs> <laughs> on one of his jets. Yeah, he was saying that um, uh, he had kept putting larger engines in one of his rocket gliders that he had scratch built. Uh, they're made out of foam, and so he put one engine too big in it and <laughs> discovered the speed of foam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, what else do you have for us, Terry? We're kind of like still recovering from the heat. Well, um, it looked like one of our listeners was going to small as well. Did you get to meet anybody? Yeah, was that Richard? Yeah, we met one of them. Yeah, we Richard Cooper. Yeah, I don't. He didn't. I think I talked to him. Oh, see, he he, he went straight to Fitz. No, no. Everybody, there were lots of people talking to Fitz, by the way. Just, just FYI, he had a little fan base going on there, signing autographs, <laughs> giving out <laughs> oh, swag. No. Oh, I handed out a few stickers. Yeah, and fuel, right? You sold some fuel, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I sold some fuel, too. So some guy uh, said he needed some more. He, he liked it. So um, so it was neat to see talk to some people that uh, listened to our podcast and knew of us and that kind of stuff. So, uh, so Well, one of the free flight guys was really appreciative. He was taking photos, and he said, yeah, keep this hobby going. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you go to the far end on? I don't know what I don't know what direction that was, but there was one end. As you're facing the field, you look to the right. You go all the way down. There was a bunch of free flight guys down there. Yeah, that's where I talked to. You. Okay, yeah, they had some really nice looking models. They, they did. I, I, really I posted fantastic. photos. Yeah, some all rubber powered and that kind of stuff. I like the deal three three five. That was cool. Push pull rubber powered. I don't know how he they got it to work, but <laughs> oh, both props fun. worked. It looked like it. Okay. I didn't get a chance to pull it. It was kind of under a couple other planes. So I didn't really have a good look at it, but um, maybe. Yeah, that would be cool. <sighs> Still pretty tired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is literally burned out. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys going back tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to go in back in the Well, we're going to pack up here, go back in the morning. Uh, we'll probably fly for a couple hours, and then we'll have to repack both the trailer and the truck. Because okay. right now, our canopies and tables are still in the field. Gotcha. So what's the forecast like tomorrow? <laughs> Who was the club guy? He says, oh, you got to stay tomorrow. It's supposed to be really nice tomorrow. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, got a, we got a seven, eight-hour drive. <laughs> so it's so going to be 95 degrees instead of 98 degrees. <laughs> It'll only feel like 110. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. We're going to we'll go back tomorrow and hang out. See Tom and Richard. Yeah. Yeah, put, put a, probably fly my QT a, little, a few more times since I'll probably, once I get home, I'll just hang it up and not touch it for who knows how long. So are people camped out at the field? Yeah, I think it's, we saw at least two people look like they were camped out. They had little mini trailers, mini trailer. Uh, what do you call those? Uh, like travel trailers? Campers. Uh, campers, little, yeah, like a t- camper trailer thing. Uh, but I think there's some other guys that were hanging one of the closed canopy things. Oh, yeah. So just a handful of people, not as not like best. Okay. Well, I was just wondering if stuff goes on at night. I think you mentioned Gary Jones was going to be doing night flying. What about the, uh, we didn't do the uh, indoor flying, but a couple of people did yesterday. Oh, yeah, there was indoor flying on Friday. We didn't get a chance, we didn't uh, have a chance to go, uh, but uh, apparently there's a few people that went to that. Was there air conditioning there? <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah, you missed it, man. But probably turned down real low so the planes, you know, didn't go <laughs> <hang> around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't miss it. I came home, showered, and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, we were beat. We were just, we, it was. Did we mention it was hot? <laughs> I, think I loved. I loved your poster, by the way, Terry. <laughs> oh, with the flames. 
Yes. Yeah. We we were at dinner last night and I showed Tom he thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Lee was talking about we should have our own t shirt that says we survived the heat of <laughs> small two thousand eighteen. I bet I could sell them to every pilot at this event. <laughs> well, this event is the same time every year. Is this like unprecedented heat or something? Or is yeah, everybody I think just said giving it was, you weird looks? Like, what are you complaining about? No, I think they said it was record temperatures this year. Yeah, one guy said it was like the last time it was a record. It was this hot. It was like 1911. Was it Paul? Like that. No, it was Paul. It's another guy. I think one of the club members. Okay, somebody told me that. So, so yeah, this was a record heat day. Okay, or weekend, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it'll probably be like 72 tomorrow. Yeah. As soon as we pack up and hit the road. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, because when I was up here a couple of years ago, it was not. It was not nearly this hot. Of course, it was. The mud Muddy. slog. <laughs> you literally lose your shoes in the mud. Yeah. Choose your poison. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one I... I guess I take the heat over the mud just because barely. <laughs> Both were terrible. Uh, but at least you don't have your, your shoes... You don't have to leave your shoes outside the hotel to dry out. Man, I, I, I was just... It has nothing to do with small, but if I was camping yesterday... In this town or area, if there was a campsite and people were camping. I'd feel so sorry for oh, those yeah. people because that would just be extremely miserable. I'm so glad I just – at one point, I just got frustrated. I went to my car and just sat in the car with the AC running for several, <laughs> several minutes. This is that I need to feel feel human again. Uh, yes. All right, so what did you hosers buy or acquire by any other means? Uh, I acquired several raffle tickets <laughs> and and did win a prize, so that makes me happy. But no, there was nothing. Not many people were selling things. Okay. No, not a whole lot. There was a guy in the back selling some, a whole bunch of control line kits and some oh, old right. engines, uh, old Cox engines. You can buy a Cox engine for 10 bucks, but it was a, kind of an odd setup. Uh, he had some, a whole bunch of Cox servos as well that he was selling. But not a whole lot. There was a, the guy next to us was selling a few of his planes. Uh, a few things. Anything else? Well, the stuff no. I saw for sale, nothing that caught my eye. Yeah, nothing really uh, agreed. Now, here's here's a different take. Is like when you were at this event and then you compare it to Best, did, were they the same cr- uh, number of people to you? It was the same crowd, same kind of aircraft. How would you compare this to Best? I say this event has more unusual aircraft than Best does. Okay. On, on average, um, not unlike that big piece of blue foam. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sheet of flying foam. The blue best. foam overcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty obvious. Other than that, but yeah, on, on average, you see a, a lot more eclectic mix of stuff because you get all the glow guys too. They're flying stuff. Yeah, that yeah. definitely. The, you know, the the glow motors is different. Well, yeah. But I just, to me, I was looking at the collection today, and I just felt like Best had way more people, way more airplanes. Than this, although they had 57, 60 yeah, pilots. Had, I think they had close to 60 pilots. So yeah, they like, had a lot of pilots. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think uh, they're both good events. I think they're just a little bit different. There's more a mix of stuff because you guys are flying free flight, you guys are flying control line, flying rockets, flying Cox I, engines, flying yeah, electric. Nitro. Yeah. nitro, yeah, you see a lot of nitro. <laughs> yeah, one guy started up a plane. Oh, this is, <laughs> it was like, um, he's. He, had st- he put it on the um, test stand. It was like right in front of me. And he started this thing up. And I'm getting blasted by all the stuff. Turns out that was a diesel engine he was starting up. And that was the guy who was letting people take turns on his plane. Tell him about that. That's a great story. And this is neat. This guy has a cadet sen- senorita. 
that has a diesel engine. I don't know what size. Maybe a 1920 size or something. It's not big. And uh, so that wasn't very big. And I thought, hey, that's neat to see a, a cadet flying around. And it was after he got up to realize that he started telling, asking people to come take turns on the stick because it was a diesel and it flies for an hour on a tank of fuel. <laughs> and he, he wanted to see how many people he could get to fly it in the time that it took 42? to run a fuel. Did he get the 42? I'm not sure. Oh, he had 42, 43 pilots, and he flew for exactly an hour. Did he? Wow. Yes. Both Lee and I took turns flying it, and he, they were literally going down the flight line saying, hey, go take, a, take a flight on this. Take, take the sticks. Come have a shot. And I th- I saw one kid flew it twice because I was flying, and I gave it. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You were just here. <laughs> well, I was going to offer to fly, fly it for more because he said you know, he, he said he wanted to take a break, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'll that's fine, but he, he landed while I was flying, so oh, okay. that yeah. was kind of neat, though. But, yeah, it, it flew great. Yeah, that was really nice of him. That was pretty neat. And, and that was probably it. one of the most unique things at the event was this guy just wanting to see how many pilots. And it was impromptu. There was there was nothing planned. It was yeah. just, he said, hey, let's just do this. Yeah, and it's the uh, first time I flew on a diesel plane and a cadet senorita. That was kind of neat. Oh, cool. So I'm going to go back a little bit. Lee, you said you won something in the raffle. What'd you win? <laughs> I posted it on Facebook, so this is a repeat of if you've already seen it. But so um, this is here's a little secret, guys. I'm pretty short. I'm five five, and so the last time I did a raffle uh, at another event, I had the tallest guy I could find do the arm stretch raffle ticket purchase for me, and uh, it worked out well for me because I won something. So at this event, I found the tallest guy. He was just standing right there, and he must have been like 6'2", and he ran this long, <laughs> long string for me. I gave him a ticket to thank him. He was, he was laughing, but in any case, I did win uh, a, a prize, and the first prize, I was the first person picked of all the raffle prizes, and they, you know, this was, uh, Fitz and I were talking about it. It's kind of unique the way they did it, is that the club president pulled the ticket number, but then the winner pulls a number out of a bin for their prize because all the prizes are numbered. Okay. So they don't just pick one and then give it away. And it, it, it works either way, but this was unique. So, of course, I pull out the first prize and I get a hat. <laughs> I get a baseball cap. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, it's a Hangar 9 hat. Not against Hangar 9, but it's like, I have hats. So I, yeah, I gave it to this. probably. <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, but I gave it to this little kid behind me. He was really appreciative, and that made me smile. And then uh, I, I got called again, and I won a PT seventeen. UMX, yeah, the UMX. And I'm a, I'm not a big biplane guy, but I said okay. Well, I was very happy I won something, so I I was relieved. But there was a UMX T twenty eight Trojan that I I would have liked to have. And uh, the last, was it the last drawing? No, I guess a couple of drawings later, this guy got it. And he happened to be sitting next to us at, uh, at the canopies. And we had actually talked earlier. And I just, I approached him and said, hey, would you be willing to trade the, the, the Trojan? And it took him, what, five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, sure. And he handed it to me and good trade. And I was very happy. So, yeah, I came, I came away with the UMX T28. And I already flew it, too. Did Tur- you? Charge the battery and flew oh, it. Oh, you flew it already. Yeah. That. The downside was I didn't read the instructions, so uh, I did not did not turn off safe. <laughs> so I could not get <laughs> – listen to Terry. Uh, so I had to fly with safe mode on. None of my – I was like flipping all the switches. I like, God, turn off. But I was stuck in safe mode. But I'll, I will remedy that soon. You're leaning into those turns? <laughs> it, it just knew it. Oh man, it would not. I was like, "Come on, turn, turn, turn!" It's like, "I ain't gonna do it." <laughs> but it, but it did fly okay, so I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll fix that on my next, uh, 
when I read the book to figure out what I need to assign for channels. Did you ROG or hand launch it? Hand launched it. Okay. Well, cool. That ought to be a fun plane. I hope so, yeah. I like my uh, Prime Park Zone T-28. Yeah. Hmm. But it was good. It was a good event. I'm glad I came. I'm glad it's, you know, tagged along and we've, uh, we're making the best of it. It yeah. is, uh, you know, hopefully next year it will not be this hot. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's kind of one of the debates. I like Oshkosh. I don't know if I could go every year to Oshkosh. It, it, it would love to, but it's a long drive. It's a very large financial decision to make. Small is kind of too because trailer and s- several days. Yeah, there's some logistics to it. Best is a little way more convenient for me. So, <laughs> except of course when I, I rent an RV, right, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were living high that weekend. That was good. That, and you know what? It was great to have Keith come in when it was so cold that night, yeah. and then he he hung out with us. So, uh, no no regrets for that. But it, that was a big purchase. <laughs> it's okay to splurge every now and then. Well, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Uh, so I would like to come back. Yes, I just I think I'm going to have to give myself a year off. Yeah, you know it's funny. You, I was thinking the same thing that it, uh, every year is probably a bit too much, but every two or three years I could certainly do that. Yeah, definitely coming back though. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The the, the guys are who uh, are running it are very nice. Uh, always good to see interesting people what they what they bring. Uh, it's a, such an unusual event. I like small planes. I've always did it ever since I started flying models. So. This is kind of a perfect event for, for me. And, and I get to bring out all those old 049s that I don't touch any, any time else. <laughs> well, and now that I've been here, I can say I see what Keith and Tom have or feel about this event um, and why they call it their favorite. Like, I call Best my favorite. You know, there you each have your own. I mean, I'm I, there are some things about Best that feel differently about small but i can see why this is one of their favorite events and yeah. it is definitely worth uh, attending and especially if you're listening and you're in the arkansas area and uh, mm. you can keep up to date with the uh, when it comes out next year uh, you should make this uh, one of your visits it is really nice and especially if you are into vintage aircraft like cox engines and yeah and yeah. like with uh, fitz building a, an old qt kit uh Definitely a great place to, to fly it. Yeah, I build an old QD and you go there and a whole bunch of people recognize it. You know? <laughs> exactly. You go to your normal flying field, people are like, what the heck is that? <laughs> it, was, it was funny you mentioned that the, the, I have one of those free flight helicopters. I wasn't able to get it ready for the event because it had some problems. And I thought it was kind of kind of a rare thing. And I come to the event here and there's two other people that have the same one. They were, one was flying on Friday. Yeah, we, when we drove up, someone was flying yeah. it. Yeah. And we were, like, Fitz was like gr- trying to grab his camera. I was like, oh my God, they're flying it. He's got one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting because I said, hey, I, I t- started talking to one of the guys. I said, hey, I got the same thing, um, but I couldn't get ready. I found was, the, the fuel tank was broken. He goes, oh yeah, they're all like that. They're all <laughs> broken. I remember him saying that. Oh, all the fuel tanks are broken. <laughs> they're all broken. <laughs> you want to talk to that? I, I had a. a the guy said he had a, a brass fuel tank scratch built from 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 guy somewhere out, and they, they give you some esoteric person that you can contact or something, or you can just make one yourself. It's pretty easy. So, so I had an idea, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think of making one, but now I'll go home and probably solder one up or something. Cool. Uh, and so, but he gave me. He also told me how to take it apart because I didn't know how to take it apart. I didn't realize that he like he said, yeah, to turn upside down, pull off this landing gear. You look down here. There's a little C clip thing. You pull the C clip out. You can pull the whole shaft out, and like. I had no idea that was in there. <laughs> so there you go. So there are old timers here with great information. And that yeah. gentleman that you talked to, was he the one who said he'd been there for like 30 years? Uh, no, that was a different guy. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, but there was one guy, right? The older gentleman that yeah. was him and his son been in yeah, for something like thirty years. You think he said, yeah, he said, yeah, my son is thirty eight, and I, we started when he was eight, nine years old, or something like that, or I forgot what it was. Yeah, I apologize, I didn't do our our history or background. We're we're going to try to talk to somebody about the the origins, but uh, it does seem that it's been here a long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys I talked to has been there for almost the beginning, or since the beginning. Uh, I forgot his name. I'm terrible with names. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's some guys that have been doing it for a long time. Even a guy from Virginia, or was it North Carolina? I think North Carolina. One guy from North Carolina said he comes every year. Yeah, he, he drives uh, him and his sons. That's like that's a heck of a drive. That's a heck of a drive. So, I don't feel so bad. So uh, what can we do to wrap this show up, Terry? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Well, tell yeah. me what's in store. You guys will get home tomorrow sunday night and apparently you've got data cards full of photos and video is that right yes yes okay so i can look forward to some photo albums and some enticing videos well i hope excuse me it's bedtime um i'm hoping that uh, i can give fit some good stills and he will uh, mash some of the video. I didn't do a lot of video either. Um, in fact, I think the only two big videos I did were you. Me? <laughs> like, uh, but I'll give uh, some of the video and stills to Fitz, and maybe he'll whip up something that we can do as a collage. Okay. Did you guys do any interviews with people? No. No. We didn't have a chance. Did okay. we mention it was hot? Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> I have a feeling we'll know what the title of this episode is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hot in Arkansas. Yeah, did I mention it's hot? <laughs> All right, so summarize it. Favorite flight slash model of the event. Fitz, go. Me? Favorite flight of the... Why are you asking me these hard questions? I just say Tom Cuisinarding the little UMX plane. <laughs> That'll, that'll be my, my second place, but I'm going to just pat myself on the back. My first place is going to be flying the Kyosho Cardinal, getting that engine running, yeah, and, and getting to, to relive the, the old days. Oh, you can choose your own planes? Oh, sure. Hey. Oh, then my QT then. <laughs> no, too late. You said the reason art. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. The tie. Oh, gosh. It was fun. I'm glad we came. Wish the weather wasn't so hot. Did we mention it was hot? Uh, nice people. Glad to see Tom and Richard and, and, make, and meet Paul yeah. and Gary and all the other guys here. So definitely, definitely worth uh, scheduling another trip back in the upcoming years. All right, then. Well, I think uh, we really need to turn the air conditioner back on. So I think we will leave at that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, hopefully we will uh, cool down a bit more. And we'll see you on the next episode. Special bonus podcast for you folks. We're uh, leaving small right now. It's Sunday. And uh, we did a recording with Terry yesterday. But uh, we thought we'd do a uh, last day summary of of small. Which started with, yay, the temperatures are cooler. But holy crap, how much wind can you give us? (laughs) So I thought uh, I'd start the recorder with uh, Fitz in the car and we just uh, go through what we did today. It probably won't last very long, but uh, what the heck. So Fitz, 
What did you fly several times today? <laughs> I flew my QD. I flew it a bunch of times, used up a bunch of fuel, and uh, I was running pretty good this time, so I didn't really have to tune it much. I was really happy. But yeah, it was pretty bumpy up there. Uh, I wasn't so fortunate with my Fokker DR1 triplane. I uh, took that off and uh, had a, actually had a pretty good flight it with it. It was a great flight. It was a great flight. I was actually kind of coming in to land, I think, or nearly landing when it made a strange sounding noise and started shedding parts. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, the, uh, what did you call it? The Cuisinart. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> with Tom Blakeney and another aircraft. So, uh, for all practical purposes, the motor flew off of it. Oh my gosh, it was spectacular. I was—I just happened to be watching, and yeah, his whole cowl blew up, and the nose, the uh, engine was hanging from its its power cords. <laughs> and then I proceeded to make a perfect landing with it. Yeah, and it didn't nose over this time, which was the best part. <laughs> the only We're... time it's never nosed over on landing is when the motor was hanging <laughs> off. Oh, but it was—it reminded us of the sop with pup. We were—we posted uh, a video of the guy whose full-scale sop with uh, lost its cowl and it shredded up, and he, he made a great emergency landing. Yeah, now he feels. Yeah, somewhat. So that was that. I flew my Cardinal several times, but uh, I think it was going to be neat. Uh, Fitz, Fitz did a lot more video than I did for this trip. I did a few, but he strapped on his Mobius. I strapped on my Run Cam on our aircraft. So. We'll have uh, some in-flight footage from the QT and the Kyosho Cardinal to, to share with you guys this week. Yeah, I think uh, we have a lot of... Well, you took a lot of pictures, still pictures, too. So I, took, I mean, I didn't take as much as I, I was hoping to, but I got to tell you, the heat just turns your your uh, desire to lift a camera and get in the, <laughs> get in the sun off, so... <laughs> it turns your desire to live off. <laughs> just, you just want to sit in the shade. Um... <laughs> But in any case, we had a good time, and today's was, we showed up, and, and there was obviously one person who had flown today, but there was nobody there. Yeah, it was a ghost town. Yeah, so we had the field all to ourselves, which was pretty darn nice. And then we um, we had a couple guys show up, the club members, but let's see, Paul showed up, Gary showed up, Tom and Richard, and, <laughs> oh shoot, wrong entrance. Uh, I, I gotta say this though, <laughs> if, if we can, Fitz can edit this out if he doesn't feel like it's worthy. But we had the most entry dis interesting discussion on free flight versus technology. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but it was hilarious. And this is the kind of banter that is worth going to a club to just talk about. Um, but Richard uh, was just stuck on the fact that people who build free flight planes, free flight planes, need to uh, accept, need to embrace technology and not risk losing their free flight planes, um, you know, by having some kind of uh, rudder control or something to bring the plane back. And a lot of us were on the let free flight be free flight. <laughs> <laughs> and he just didn't get it. He didn't understand. <laughs> he just didn't understand why people didn't want to, uh, you know, do that. And and we were just, I mean, I think I think the majority of the people were like, you know, free flight is is to be enjoyed as it is and. No need to, and I guess he felt bad for the guy who lost his plane yesterday. Oh, the free flyway? Yeah, yeah, the flyway. The, yes. Yeah, so yeah. a guy had a flyway, and, and I guess he felt bad, and, but his his feeling bad was quickly <laughs> brought back with, I could have prevented that. <laughs> uh, but it was a very interesting little conversation this morning, and you know, I know it brought a smile to my face because this was... This is why you go to events. This is why you hang out with your fellow aviation enthusiasts. Because even if you disagree, it's just fun to have these conversations. 
I, I was able to talk with some of the club members uh, in the little covered area about you know our hobby and, and it's, it's the dangers of what's happening in, in the FAA ruling the excuse me well the, not the ruling but the house bill that's coming back the FAA reauthorization act the drone alliance which is kind of putting a burden on us and you know and my favorite comment and I pardon me I don't remember the name of the club members but I guess it was the president who said why are we a threat to anybody and he's exactly right you know why why are people concerned about us who fly at uh, you know small clubs and have a really good time yeah, why do they care about old men and toy airplanes right? <laughs> we didn't harm anybody we never bothered anyone <laughs> anyway can we all just get along yeah so uh so that, that's that it, it was a, it was actually a nice sunday the winds were a little high but we got to fly a little bit and you know, packing wasn't too bad. No, it actually was. It was much better than I thought it would be. Packing this stuff up, maybe because we the second time they practiced coming down. So <laughs> we're good hands. <laughs> any any last thoughts about today? No, it looks like a good day for driving. It's clear. We uh, we got a few flights in this morning. Uh, burned some fuel. Burned some electrons. Yeah. Uh, I think we came away pretty good. You know, uh, not my uh, planes coming apart, notwithstanding. Uh, I think it was we had a great time at events again the, the guys that run the events are really nice really great guys uh, they said they look they look they intend to do it again next year so they, yeah. uh, and I reached out to them and, and asked guys if you get to Texas in October I can guarantee it'll be 10 degrees cooler <laughs> <laughs> and you can come hang out with us at best and, and yeah. kind of feel like the the same uh, relationship the same uh, the same fun so all right, I think uh, I think that sums up pretty good. So we're gonna, I guess, sit back and enjoy an eight-hour or so drive back to uh, Texas. Yeah, we're westbound and down now. Westbound and down, <laughs> down, down, down to Texas from uh, Arkansas. So uh, the drive up was pretty nice. So hopefully, the drive back will be just as good. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you also find links to our itunes and social media sites thanks for listening